Okay. Hip, hip, here we go. So they're here today, playing music for you. If you know the game, you can take a guess too. Put your hands together oh my God. for a round of applause. Cause it's game that tune time. Let's make some noise. Boom, ting, ting, ting. Game that tune. It's your boy John H. He's here to start. He's got a lot of tattoos and a whole lot of heart. He knows his music, always picks good singles. He's the mastermind behind the free play jingles. He's rapping, freestyling. Oh my we God. love him lots. He's the host with the most, and he's calling the shots. This is the best goddamn thing. He's a fresh young face, and he's here for you. You know his name is David W. We kick him off the show when I try to be mean. He's bringing the love for the NEC. He's real soft-spoken and he's never rude with a meme and a laugh. He's one cool dude. Game that dude. Has no style, doesn't know how to act, but at least John R. knows his sonic facts. He says he's the worst, that's what he insists, but no one knows more about the Genesis. He's got the soundboard, he's paying his dues, and he never ever misses a sound effect. Oh. <laughs> He's back again, cause we're missing him. You know him and you love him, it's Jesse M. He's taking a break, not calling it quits. He's bringing the music from the RPG hits. He's a funny guy, he's got comedy. And he really, really hates geology. G-T-T, game that too. Finally, he's here for you. David F is the last of the GTT crew. His audio setup, it kinda lacks, but he's ready to rock with those Kid Icarus tracks. He has no sound, his connection is slow, but he's still the king of the show. <laughs> Let's take it to the sound board. Game one. We got to know Mario Tim Curry in space, Don Vegasaw, Fox, and Akuma in your face. The music we play, it's as hot as Tempura, with Bert Khan, Dotel Rico, and Shimomura. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, one, that's the best way to end anything ever is with a gunshot <laughs> or, or explosion or whatever that. That was great. Exploding my did you say? Did you say I have no style? <laughs> God damn it. Bro, it's how it goes. Me? Soft spoken? <laughs> that was the greatest. I'm done. We can I just like quit that. the episode. Like, I like that. Fuck everything else. Wow. Welcome to Game That Tune, that was... everybody. Um, <laughs> holy shit. That was, uh, that was the best thing that's ever been made. Um, that might be the new intro. I thought that maybe it was just going to be like a Nintendo 64 special. That might be the intro forever and ever. My God. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, hey, if you just joined us on Game That Tune, uh, you probably have no idea what that intro was about. But uh, what we do is we, we're going to listen to some video game music, uh, guess the games based on the songs, goof off, have a lot of fun, do the DK rap a few more times, and um, yeah, winner at the end of the night gets to play a bonus tune and uh, pick the music for the next game. Um, God, I'm doing this all I'm, out of order. I'm, I'm all I'm all discombobulated I'm, on account of that rap. <laughs> like, I'm terribly sorry, John. I just have to make a brief correction because that wasn't the DK rap. That was the GTT rap. You're yeah. fucking just, right just it was. Wait, guys, guys, did I hear it once more from the top? <laughs> uh, second verse, same as the first. <laughs> we just play uh, that for two hours and episode. <laughs> and I will, I will give a shout out already to the chat. Dell, uh, you know, says the GTT rap is still better than the ukulele rap. You're goddamn uh, right, it is. <laughs> like, oh man! Uh, um, I just want to take a brief moment to um, sort of brag about myself for actually managing to find a rhyme for Shimamura. That I mean, you. I mean, that's you had to really work on that. I was wondering if you kind of yeah. backed your way into that or what. Like that was, uh, that was fancy footwork, man. I, you know, like, yeah. shit. Um, so yeah, fuck, man. That that ate up all our intro time. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is game that tune episode sixty four. Um, you know, there's there was only one logical theme, no matter who won last week's show. Uh, you know, we're all pretty damn excited. None of us more excited than our off-the-board guest, um, that kid whose name I don't know. He's he's over there unwrapping a present. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's episode 64. We're doing all Nintendo 64 games. Um, fucking, yeah, man. We don't even need to introduce ourselves anymore. The rap does it now. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're, you know, we've arrived, guys. We have a rap that, you know, just doesn't make it necessary for us to tell anybody who we are. So, uh, Johnny, I say we uh, jump into it Nintendo 64 style and hit game one. Game one. <laughs> seem to figure that out pretty quick <laughs> man yeah i've never heard that song go on that long i usually punch <laughs> my I way didn't out realize of it. there was that much to that song <laughs> damn that's why i thought it would be tricky <laughs> nobody hears it that long awesome
I can't yep. wait to hear the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, please. All right. Let's see here. This game's trivia. was a pretty uh, pretty tricky way to start the show. No uh, trivia or anything. I mean, no, no. Come on, go no, just, uh, dry. I am um, very cross with you, and I will explain why after you reveal what the game is. So, uh, yeah, for the love of God, reveal what the game is. So let's go. Right. Let's let's go, guys. All right, it is a hat trick for Super Mario sixty four. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. The points are on the board before I finish saying the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, well, I got I got time for uh, for all of us getting it right too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh. So, um, John, this is game yeah. that tune where we play uh-huh. three songs from a game. So you yes. had the option to play three songs from Super Mario sixty four and yes. did not use bob Battlefield, The Road to Bowser, or Dire Dire Docks. <laughs> yeah, hell, man. In hindsight, I should have just, you know, I was yes. thinking like, okay, well, the prom plant music will be a little bit tricky because like, you usually hear that for like two notes tops before you just like punch out that prom plant. I was going to say, I like, like, okay. I've never <laughs> let that go on long enough. Like, I, I usually just dive bomb that motherfucking piranha plant It goes back to the music. Like, exactly. nobody's ever and heard that I've... song for that long. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, okay, that might be tricky. And then the boss music was like, well, usually the boss fights go really quick, so maybe they don't know it. Well, <laughs> not tricky. You Sorry, John. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then I, that actually, my favorite tune is that cave theme. That is actually my favorite song from the game. It's a nice theme. Uh, it does have some nice, like, cave ambiance. It brings back a little of the old Mario theme in there. You know, exactly. It's, uh, it's a good underground theme. But yeah, if you're gonna go mega obvious, you know, like, yeah, you should just go ahead and play the most iconic music from the game. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, that's what post production's for. Everybody should listen in podcast form because there will be better songs while we're talking. Um, so, uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people bought this one. 
Um, <laughs> it's a hidden gem of the N64, really. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, a it, sleeper I mean, hit. <laughs> it's, it's a classic, I'll give it that. It's one of the oldest games for the Nintendo 64. It, but it man, really didn't pick that. up. You know, it, it, it really didn't pick up until it was released in rental stores on VHS, and then it found its audience. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it didn't really catch on until the DS. When they released that awesome <laughs> DS remake, you know, I think it was Super Yoshi 64 DS. I don't really remember. Um, but yeah. See, all, uh, this, all this sarcastic talk is just going to be funnier when I get to uh, tell the story behind my game. Hey, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Mario 64 is a fucking goddamn indelible classic. I don't know what you're supposed to talk about when you fucking play Super Mario 64. Um... It's um, uh, did every I great. assume everybody here got all 120 stars and found Yoshi on the roof? Oh yeah. Or did I just spoil it for anybody? Wait, David, <laughs> David Wyland, have you been on the roof? I've I've been there. Yes. Damn, I don't John. think you've done I it. I suck at this game, guys. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I've never yeah. actually, uh, I think, full on beaten Bowser's last form in this game. Actually. Whoa. Mm. Like, Damn. I played the yeah. fuck out of it as a kid. I just never, like, actually full-on beat the game myself, because it was my friend's uh, game. I never actually had a copy myself. So I played on his file. I don't... David, I do not care why you did not beat this game. I just care that you didn't beat it. Like, there's right. no excuse. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's just, like... I don't know. <laughs> I'm speechless. Well, it's like, we, so, we bought the N64 late, uh, so it was the package that didn't come with any games with it, so it was cheaper. And we uh -huh. didn't, we never got this game with it. That's but I played insane. it because my friend had it, and he he already beaten the game, so he was like, hey, you can borrow it, dude, whatever. So I borrowed yeah. the crap out of it for a very long time. Yeah, and then didn't beat it, is what I'm hearing. Because <laughs> like, I'm really yeah. bad at platformers. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who don't know, David Wyland, once you collect all 120 stars in the game, you can unlock a cannon to go to the roof, and Yoshi is there, and he gives you... Yeah, I always, he doesn't I let you ride him. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to ride him. He gives you like 99 lives and a new triple jump. And that new triple jump is cool, but it okay, always no, I irked me. Now. It always irked me because you get that after getting all 120 stars. So there's like nothing left to do. You're like, yeah. oh, I got this new jump. I'll go use it. <laughs> wherever. Plus, the new jump has like sparkles attached to it. So you can just, you know how to triple jump by that point. So now it's just, hey, you did it. Pretty. Yeah, huh. everything you're doing after that's just sparkles. It's just you showing out. Like, I can jump awesome and I got 100 lives. I don't have any objectives left. I'm going to go shell surfing in the lava level. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my favorite thing to do in the game. <laughs> so yeah, fucking dope. Yeah, that was my that. favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, so let's just name up, our like, favorite sure thing to do in that game and favorite level and maybe favorite song, and then fucking move on. Because Super Mario 64, I mean, how do you even talk about a game that everybody in the world except David Wyland has beaten? <laughs> I'm really bad at Mario, guys. <laughs> Alright, so David Wyland, favorite thing to do in the game, favorite level in the game, favorite uh, song from the game. Man, okay, let's see. Uh, as a kid, I always loved just running up that endless staircase trying to beat, like, <laughs> jumping past it, and also, like, uh, shell surfing. Uh, I fucking love doing that. Uh, I love the slide level when I was younger, too. Like, that was one of my favorites, too. I would just do yeah. that on repeat. Uh, yeah, that penguin slide's dope. <laughs> just drop yeah. a penguin off a cliff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what was, what was the other one? Uh, the song probably Bob Bomb Field. Like, it's, it's just uh, so good. <laughs> it's a fucking classic. It's a fucking classic Johnny? song, dude. 
Uh, I think my one of my favorite things to do is there was that weird glitch where in the snow level, if you got your hat blown off your head, there's a way you could, instead of putting it on your head, you could like trigger a glitch to pick up the hat and carry it in your hand instead. Uh, so that was my favorite thing oh, yeah. was to go and run around and whack people with the hat. That's the um, most Johnny answer I've ever heard. <laughs> like, and, yeah, I love I this game. Was... I love that glitch where you can want people with your hat. <laughs> there was like a hat duplicating glitch where you would get the hat blown off, and I think if you warped somewhere within the level, it would uh, duplicate, so you keep warping until there's like 99 hats or something like that, and you just have a day with well, hats. Also a thing, like, I think you're thinking of the movie The, the Prestige. stole your hat, and there was like a glitch where the monkey would steal your hat, but you would still have your hat, so like, you'd be holding onto your hat, and then you'd get the hat back, so you would <laughs> yeah, be holding a hat, hat. Right. hat. Yeah. 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 That was I my feel like Super, thing. Super Mario 64, probably top five games of all time in terms of hat-related glitches. <laughs> you know, and I'm not afraid I, to defend that. I, <laughs> really, I really want to see Johnny stream that now. Just get like 99 hats in a room, <laughs> just full of hats, like, oh, what are all these hats? <laughs> Jesus And then, Christ. as far as favorite level, um... Oh man, that is actually tough. I always really like that level, the the water level where you can change the height of the water based on what height you enter the painting at. Really? Um, Wait, which one? Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. It's one. Uh, it's got, <laughs> that was one of the got, dark It's got some markers where you can hit a marker and adjust the water as you're playing the level. But right. But depending on how a, high you jumped in on the painting, it would start at that level too. Yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Plus, plus, I didn't know they had if you, that. the highest level you can only get by jumping into the painting. Like there was, you could get the water huh. higher than the highest marker if you jumped high enough into the painting. That's pretty awesome. I feel like that was just called like Wet Dry World. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. probably. That, yeah. sounds that, gross. One, that one actually was kind of a fun <laughs> level because it was it had some tricky puzzles with the water shifting. It had those weird things that drove around looking like uh, dust pans that would flip you off the level. Yeah, yeah that's the one that had like, oh, yeah, the whole assholes. city, right? You had to lower the water. Yeah, and then you'd it had go the into, little like, underwater town. You had yeah. to swim too. Yeah. Oh man, Ugh. David. Um, favorite like thing to do moment. It's got to be shell surfing in lethal leveling. And the thing that I would love to do is I would shell surf. And I would try to see like how many stars I could get without actually collecting the star. Cause you could get like the hundred coin star, the eight red coin star, defeat all the bullies. Like yeah. you could get like four stars. You without do a shitload of stuff in that level. <laughs> um, favorite level. I want to say, I think it was tall, tall mountain. The like the later mountain stage that had the last slide in it where you, I remember it had like the eight red coins on the mushrooms. Yeah. Um, it's the the level with yeah. the monkey in it. Yeah. I would probably say that's my favorite because it's got like a little bit of everything in it. Right. Yeah, I like the later levels in the game besides fucking TikTok clock and Rainbow Ride. I like the kind of later still fun levels in that game because they, <laughs> they push you a little bit. There's a lot to do. I feel like that one it had like you know you could jump uh jump out and it would hit you with the updraft and Mario would do that like uh, skydiving yeah. motion. I always thought that was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, and I think I think that's the one that you can only get if you're paying attention to like the mirror room. Like you go into the room that's got the mirror and you can see Lakitu and like mm -hmm. if you look on the wall nothing's there, but if you look on the wall in the mirror you see the painting. Yes. Yeah. It's a nice touch, man. Uh, it's a game full of nice touches. Ugh. That's, that's um, actually the snow level that I was talking about. Is that entrance? Oh, is that uh, one? okay? 
Oh, yeah, Tall Tall Mountain. I know just it's in, in like the, that same section one. of the castle. It's in that How same area. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, to, um, um, since David Fleming already chose uh, Lethal Lava Land, I will choose shell surfing on the desert level with the pyramid because that one Ooh. was also dope because you can shell surf up those giant <sighs> columns and shit. Um, yeah. And that vulture would steal your hat. There's another way you can lose that motherfucking hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, favorite level. Um, shit. I just blanked on it. Probably, I like Tiny Huge Island because it also has shell surfing. <laughs> and it's got the, sh- you know, the shape, uh, the size changing thing. And then, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's probably my favorite level. And then f- uh, favorite song is uh, Dire Diary Docks or just the underwater theme or whatever. It's fucking gorgeous and I love it. So, uh, yeah, man, Super Mario 64. It's fucking awesome. You know, even if you get 120 stars, it's still a nice little sandbox to go in and play in. You know, that's, I think, what they were counting on. Like, oh, you, you've got 120 stars. You know what you're doing. Have 100 lives. <laughs> and uh, just very, fuck very around sh- all you want. Very short, easy to answer question. How many hours did you spend trying to unlock Luigi? <laughs> uh, none. I, don't, I know. would say, like, less than one, because yeah. I remember a game shark code that just tinted the entire game, so it yeah. looked like Luigi. Bingo. I easily... <laughs> I easily spent the better part of like 20 hours trying to unlock Luigi going through all these fake ass codes that I found on the internet. I've got so many fucking hats and yet none of them are green. (laughs) The fuck is going on in this game? You get 100 hats and you pick up the 100th and Luigi's (laughs) under it. You pick up all 100 hats. Uh, Anyway. Now tell me they're going to... They're going to patch the game in 2041. That's what they meant. <laughs> L is real 2041. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anywho, great game. Uh, nice pick, John. Uh, you know, I guess we had to cover it on the show at some point. You know, we keep forgetting that like we should fucking cover some of these super obvious games that are not on the list yet. <laughs> so yeah. that's what you're here for, Johnny, and you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's keep it going, man. All right.
gave you guys a bit of a trick good. there with that, uh, that like, flip and stuff in the middle of the song. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> see like, that hey, coming. It's cool, song's over. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the beat back. I definitely need some trivia. Right, oh, yeah. cool. Um, there is not much trivia for this game, honestly, but something that I never knew, apparently uh, the main character, everyone just calls him Jack in the fandom for this game, but his name is actually Pete. It doesn't come up as your default name when you begin the game or anything like that. Uh, it's like, I think maybe in the manual and that's it, and they just don't mention it in the game at all, <laughs> but his huh. name's Pete. <laughs> All right. Uh, hmm. Fuck.
Going strictly on <sighs> music on this one. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Really not much trivia for this game, honestly. Sorry, guys. I was looking around everywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, it happens. It's good tunes, though. And I yeah, think, it's good tunes. I think we all know it except David. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm writing. All right, so uh, we got John Harrington and David Fleming both say Harvest Moon 64. John Regan says Steel Drum Sim 2- 2K2. Unfortunately, he is wrong, but they are right. Harvest Moon 64. Yes. I was going out on a limb. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, I mean, you know, based on those tunes, that you know, that yeah, sounded Harvest Moon. Very, uh, uh, very banjoy in some parts, kind of yes. hoedowny. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like they took the soundtrack from Stardew Valley and made it old, which says to me it's Harvest Moon '64. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Bingo. this is light, this is cheery, this reminds me of Mario Golf. Hey, what other games on the 64 were like super slow paced, casual? Yeah. Oh, Harvest Moon! That was a thing. Slow paced, casual, outdoorsy. Uh, right. Harvest Moon. Boom. I'm actually surprised that this hasn't been mentioned on the show at all before, because I know you mentioned Stardew Valley. I wasn't sure if you were a fan of this kind of games and stuff. No, see, that's a strange thing. I always wanted to become a fan of this game, but I never bought it. It was always checked out of Blockbuster, and I just, like, I missed the whole Harvest Moon series. And so I decided to get into it starting with Stardew Valley, which seems like a good choice. But no, I've never actually played a Harvest Moon game at all. Uh, so this game, it's uh, it's harder to find cartridges for it nowadays. Like you're gonna spend probably 70 bucks finding a cartridge for it at like a used game store or something like that. But they actually released it on Virtual Console this year back in February, so you can mm. get it on the Wii U now. Awesome. Pretty freaking cool, actually. Uh, I think I might have to buy it for my brother's Wii U or something and play the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I gotta remember that the Wii U is actually a viable place to get a lot of kind of forgotten and like odd releases. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's... Nintendo 64 and Game Boy Advance machine now. <laughs> like, you could uh, really have some fun with that Wii U still. Mm. It's it's a really cute game too. Like, um, I'm guessing none of you guys played it in your kids or whatever, or is always rented out from Blockbuster. If if it was always rented out, it might have been my sister and me doing that. So I apologize. And <laughs> that is funny. Like I never thought about down. that, but yeah, I never got to check it out because us. you motherfuckers always had it. That makes perfect sense. I, I think we rented yeah. it out for most of the time, and then when that blockbuster went under, we bought the shit out of that game when it was. Guys, go to the, we're like, we'll the just blockbuster down game. there on uh, South A1A next to Winn Dixie. Yeah, I yeah. think that might yeah, have that's been why one. <laughs> Oh, a bunch of same yeah, those, motherfuckers. Ugh. Those probably are bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, God, like, my sister's file in that game, like, it goes year by year. Uh, the game technically ends at year three. If by that point your farm isn't good enough, your dad comes by and he's just like, <laughs> what have you done, son? You disappointed me. <laughs> if you've done oh, good, you know, you have, like, a family and stuff. You have, like, a like a son or whatever at this point, and you're married. The farm's doing good. You know, you get, like, I'm proud of you, son. It's like, oh, thanks, dad. Like... <laughs> It'd be great if he came by and, like, you had a family, but the farm was just doing okay. And he's like, hey, you know, son, you know, maybe it's this like, life isn't for you. It's like, fuck it, you tried. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm taking the farm back. You need to go to college. Like, but, um, oh. Basically keep playing after that point, though. My sister's save file, I think she was on year nine. Like, mm. I think she might still have the same game, actually, like, somewhere in the, around the house. I'm not sure where it is. Awesome. But uh, yeah. it's a damn fun game, though. Like, you kind of lose track of time. It's it's sort of like Animal Crossing, where you don't think it'd be interesting to go around talking to the townies and, like, you know, like, basically, like, just kind of planning out something and, like, making, like, a nice sort of, like, almost zen garden. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you know, like it's it's hypnotic though. <laughs> don't talk to us like we wouldn't be interested in Animal Crossing. Me and David played the shit out of Animal oh, yeah, Crossing. Oh, you guys would probably <laughs> love this Animal game. Crossing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying like 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 you wouldn't think Animal Crossing like the concept of it would be fun, but then you play it and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like I love yeah. doing this. I'm I'm That's... brushing a cow right now. When I brush it, a little heart comes up over its head. It likes being brushed. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god, I'm dying inside. This is beautiful. <laughs> I like. I have a really really hard time explaining Animal Crossing to people that don't play Animal Crossing. It's like, oh, I love this game so much. What do you do? I run errands and work a job in a cafe. Yeah. That's funny. Like <laughs> I mean, um, there, there are mini games in Harvest Moon during the winter season uh, because occasionally, like, you, you know, crops die in the winter. You can't fucking harvest anything then. Unless you have a greenhouse. You can get a greenhouse later on in the game. Yeah, just pretty Man, awesome. Everything, everything you're describing was used in Stardew Valley, so I oh, feel yeah. like I it's, haven't missed out on much. Um, I need, <laughs> I need to actually buy Stardew Valley like next Steam sale. I'm totally getting it because yeah, I you, got you really should, man. It's a lot of fun. It's you know, it's not Nintendo 64 graphics. It's sprite artwork, but it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's and like, it sounds like they just took every element of Harvest Moon and didn't call it Harvest Moon so that they could release it. I'm, I'm curious about this though. Uh, can you get monsoons in Stardew Valley or hurricanes that come through? Uh, not really. There's rainy days, okay, but I don't think there's I don't think there's like disasters or anything uh, like that. I, I didn't actually play it all the way to year three, but they have the same year three. Like you get a fucking you get the story ending, and then you can keep playing things. So, so yeah, I think they made that to be Harvest Moon. One so. of the most infuriating things in Harvest Moon is that you spend like sixty grand building a greenhouse and you build crops in the winter, and then during the summer it's fucking monsoon season, and occasionally you're stuck inside all day. You just kind of skip that day, sleep through. Yep. The next morning you can wake up and your greenhouse can be gone. Uh, like it blew away in the storm. <laughs> That's fuck like that. yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. It's happened before. Maybe was- so- like that that would was... piss me off. Like, <laughs> like you know, I didn't. Again, I didn't get far enough in Stardew Valley to see if like animals would die or like things would happen or whatever. But like, yeah, if, you know, if anything happened to my hard, you know, hardly, uh, you know, fucking my well put together farm, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. So you know, if animals die in this game too, uh, if you forget to feed them, if you mistreat them, they die. Um, you can have like occasionally there's festivals and stuff where if you like not brush your cow and bend nice you to just it, don't press the mistreat button. Like, Basically, yeah. yeah. It's so easy to it, just uh, do it. right by them cows. Pretty easy, yeah. I think some of them can die of old age, too. I'm not entirely sure. It's like a random chance, maybe, after a while. I honestly have no idea. It's God, depressing as hell when you have the fucking funeral for your animals. Yeah, no. I don't, no. <laughs> now I don't want to play that. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this game, honestly, like, it, it tugs on your heartstrings, man. Because uh, yeah. there's a random event in the second year. Uh, one of the girls you date, her grandmother's always sitting outside in the rocking chair. And if you talk to her, she just kind of, like, lulls asleep, and then she doesn't wake up. Ugh. And I was just like, oh shit, because that was, like, the girl I was dating in the game, so I just, like, fucking slapped the reset button and just never talked to Granny ever again. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine, she's still alive! Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, no, I don't I don't want any part of that. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I do, but uh, at the same time, I don't know, man. You know, I like, uh... I like the gameplay of the game. I like the interactions with the characters. You know, I don't need to. Uh, I don't need to experience the pain of death in a video game. Like it's, are, like, are we gonna do the like Mario sixty four favorite level favorite part? Are we gonna talk about like what is our favorite grandmother to die in Harvest? <laughs> <laughs> well, favorite girl actually... to date. Favorite di- favorite dead grandma. <laughs> if, if you guys actually played the game, I was gonna say who is your favorite girl to date in the game because there's like six choices. 
but nope, I didn't. Yeah, no. No, we played it. Uh, no. Ellie's the best girl. She's awesome. She's the baker's <laughs> daughter, and she's just freaking adorable. There's also like yeah. this drunk chick named Karen who like you can always just hang out with her at the bar <laughs> on the first day of the game if you. If you get into the bar on the first day, you can bring your dog in, and if you show the girl your dog, she's like, oh, how cute, and it raises, like, her heart meter up. So you can basically just spam, like, showing her your puppy, like, hey, look, puppy. She's like, oh, cute. Hey, puppy. Oh, cute. Yeah. And then it's like, next I day, like, like we're married now, by the way. Yeah, in Stardew Valley, I basically made best friends with everybody that hung out at the bar. It was pretty good. Like, you go in there each night, you buy him a beer, you hand him the beer, they go, John, how'd you know I wanted this? Thanks. And uh, your fucking friend level goes up until they start sending you things in the mail. It's nice. Anywho. <laughs> uh, That's what Harvest I do. Harvest 64 is <laughs> fucking great, David. Do you have any final thoughts? Oh, shit. Let's see. Um, I'll play the about, it's, fucking, it's a fucking great game. Yeah. Like, it's on Virtual Console. Uh, for Virtual Console. Like, buy it. It's awesome. Yeah. You play it. Awesome, it's cute. dude. It's cute as hell. Good, good pick. <laughs> good yeah. game. Johnny, let's, uh, let's keep it going, dude. Okay.
Yeah. So, you guys uh, feeling like you want some trivia on that? Yes. Uh, yes, yes. So, there is only one character in the game that can have their appearance altered outside of the character customization mode. My question to you is, who is that? And if you don't get it based on this last song, you're all off the show. <laughs> say the they didn't give a hint about what the nature of the game is the name of the game the company that made the game anything in that song like, i'm Man. sorry guys <laughs> crap god <laughs> i have an answer were you not listening <laughs> i was i heard a few words i think helped me a little bit oh i love it i'll oh, go ahead and un god un i'm waiting for david wyland I'm Let's trying see. to figure out the uh, hey, trivia what's question. Why so long? Oh, man. Stop! Stop! for this. Okay, let's see it. Uh, cool game David uh, Wyland never owned. That is correct. Yep. Uh, because John and David both say NBA hang time. They are correct. Yeah. <laughs> no oh, point for David Wyland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell yeah, dude. I was looking dude. up, like, SSX Tricky. I was like, is that a GameCube, or was there an N64? I can't remember anymore. You should have looked <laughs> up SSX Hang Time, y'all. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, doing a snowboarding game. Really, like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um... So I'm looking up a list of the characters that are in Hangtime, and I bet I have the answer to the trivia. I was going to say, take one guess as to which character you could alter the appearance of without going into character customization. Is it Dennis Rodman? Yeah, it is. Okay. You could, <laughs> you could change his hair color before the start of the match just by pressing a button. <laughs> like, you got to be awesome. able to change that hair, <laughs> which is pretty dope, man. Dennis Rodman knew how to make me think he was awesome back in 1996. It's called spray painting your hair. Um, Time for a topical joke from 20 years ago. Is there an alternate uh, scheme where he's wearing a, uh, a wedding dress? 
Dude, you know, when he teams up with Carmen Electra and rocks that wedding dress, no, they didn't have that in the game, unfortunately. Ah, oh, darn, that'd be uh, awesome, man. Kicks people's yeah. ass and look classy doing it. <laughs> no, this game didn't... Yeah, you know, this game was interesting. It didn't have, like, all the wacky fun shit that the other, like, NBA Jam games did. Like, it, it's strange. It, it always confused me as a kid, because I'm like... This is just NBA Jam, but why is it called NBA Hangtime now? And apparently it's some kind of licensing thing. Like, Midway designed the game, but fucking Acclaim licensed the name, so they fought over it, and Midway got to use the engine, and Acclaim got to use the name, so Acclaim came out with NBA Jam Extreme, which apparently sucked, and Midway came out with this, which was essentially NBA Jam, but they called it Hangtime. And it was pretty good, but, uh... Yeah, it uh, it didn't have like you couldn't unlock the Clintons, you know. You couldn't unlock like a rap group of any kind, like you know. It, it, Johnny, I know you love that shit about the old NBA Jam games. Like you talk about yeah. that shit all the time. Yeah, you know, that's the reason to play them. Exactly. I mean, you know, in this case, there were there were other reasons to play, but yeah, it, playing as odd 90s celebrities was part of the appeal of the NBA Jam series. So, with that missing, you know, th this did have a character creation, and you can do things like play as mascots, or like weird old men, or like baby heads, or aliens. Like, you could make an alien character, which was pretty cool. You know, and, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was, it's fucking NBA Jam for, you know, Nintendo 64, and, uh, you know, Nintendo 64 had an advantage over uh, previous systems by default because it had four controller ports, and that made this game fucking dope. Like, <laughs> you got four people together, you played NBA Jam, you didn't have to have a multi-tap. It was just, you know, you you felt like you had really arrived when you started playing four-player NBA hang time on the uh, on the Nintendo 64. Um, it's yeah. really weird that it took them three console generations to actually add in four-player support, like by default. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it seems really weird. It wasn't going to happen on the, you know, I mean, it didn't even exist on the NES, but, you know, I mean, whatever they, you know, yeah, I don't know why it took them so NES long to fucking multi tap. Dude. I I have the Super I NES multi tap, yes. I think oh. there is one for the NES too, though. I honestly don't like. I remember having something. It didn't work very well, but I remember having it. Hmm. That sounds like an <laughs> NES peripheral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds oh. great in theory. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, uh, NBA Hangtime was pretty fun, you know, the music was, <laughs> music was fun, that second song plays in the first and third quarter of every game, and it drives its way into your brain like a fucking cerebral boar from Turok before your head explodes, because <laughs> you've been playing the game too long. Like, I, you know, I was trying, I was racking my brain, I'm like, why the fuck did I play so much NBA Hangtime? Like, <laughs> I looked it up. And this was one of the first 10 games ever released for the Nintendo 64, and only the second game that featured four-player multiplayer. So that's why I played the shit out of this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> this game came out a solid, like, six weeks before Super Mario, or before uh, Mario Kart 64. So, you know, once that came out, this one never got checked out from Blockbuster again. But for the first, you know, like, couple of months of the Nintendo 64 life cycle, it's like, yeah, hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying. You know, plug it in, and we'll alternate between that and Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey for our four-player Nintendo 64 shit. <laughs> you know, both of which are made by Midway, and both of which are fucking dope arcade sports games. So, I would've used Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey, but there's no fucking music. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, uh, there's music. Da, 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 da. 
that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think there's an there's an opening theme. It, it's funny, man. I you know trust me. I've been looking up like Nintendo 64 sports games, thinking about using the music from them. Like I got fucking Major League Baseball with Ken Griffey Jr. That's that game's only got like two songs in it, you know. And one of them is the best opening song ever. It's uh, it's like a fucking remix of just Ken Griffey Jr. saying, "Call me Jr." So it's, call me, call me, call me, Junior. Call me, call me, call me, Junior. <laughs> it's awesome. It's <laughs> oh, weird. I like it, though. Yeah. And I also realized that in looking up this soundtrack, one thing I like is corny-ass video game rap songs, man. <laughs> like, there's something about some shitty video game rap that is just amazing. Like, I mean, that rap song was about playing NBA hang time. They mentioned that the game was designed by Midway. <laughs> like... It's yeah. You can't use that song for anything but this. Like you can't like make a music video for that. Same thing with like the fucking Burning Rangers theme song. You know, it's a it's a rap song about futuristic firefighters, you know, who move on to the next stage and the next phase. You know, with nightmares by Wes Crave. Like '90s video game rap made no fucking sense, you guys. And it was awesome for it. Like, <laughs> and, like uh, the '90s really tried to kill hip hop so fucking hard. No man, <laughs> no. Nah, yeah. No, no, not the '90s. Just '90s video games. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Midway, arguably, <laughs> and yes, you know, uh, there's, fucking there's a, uh, whoever made Burning Rangers, Sega. <laughs> like, isn't there also like like a '90s uh, like a, like video for people who are working at Wendy's, like how to flip burgers? But it was like a '90s like neon colored rap music video, like gotta keep oh, the grill at 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, why? Back, back before anybody had any idea what was appropriate and what wasn't. <laughs> that's fucking uh, yeah, dope. 100 degrees is really not an appropriate temperature for a grill. It should for be really No, than that's that. barely. That's barely. That's I didn't just say it was very good video. I just said you know. It was, My inert temperature is 98.6. <laughs> so you can you can grill a hamburger on your body. Do you know that? Yeah. No, you can't you do that. You would know if you saw the video. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to have to send you over to the Mythbusters on that one, David. Go uh, go check on that for me. Thank you. Oh, you could, but they're canceled. So, I mean, I just I, I win, that, I guess, by default. Oh, I'm yep. sorry. That was, that was too, too Damn. soon. Damn. Too soon. Okay, too um, soon. But, yeah, man, I'm, I was trying to think of other fucking games with, like, rap songs in them. Uh, fucking Tech and Tag Tournament 2 had... Uh, you know, a whole stage centered around Snoop Dogg, and it's just Snoop Dogg rapping about playing Tekken, which is awesome. Um, nice. Fucking uh, our boy in the chat, uh, fucking Mendez, he's mentioning that NBA Street Volume 2 had awesome rap music in it, which it did, but that game actually had licensed rap music. Like, they just used the beat from fucking uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth as, like, the theme song for the game, which makes it great because they don't rap about it being for the PlayStation 2 or being called <laughs> NBA Street Volume 2. You know, like, if you just oh, license should, some though. great rap music, it's you know it sounds really good and it's timeless. But if you fucking get it, if you hire a guy to rap about a game by Midway and shoot in a tray, you get something fucking really dated and really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Oh shit. And yeah, I didn't even play the track with all the female vocals where they're just you know invoking the words NBA hang time over and over again. So uh, look for that in post. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, uh, hang time was dope. It was uh, you know it was NBA Jam despite the title. And uh, yeah, man, I played the fuck out of it. I was gonna ask you guys. I was gonna challenge you guys on like NBA trivia from the '90s because it also had that. That was, okay. Yeah. Last thing. It was weird because it was a straight port of the arcade game. 
Um, Like, you could enter your initials for record keeping. It had a really spotty save system. It was a pain in the ass to access your fucking created characters because they were all based on, like, name inputs and a pin number. And then, like, yeah, it just... It was the straight arcade presentation on Nintendo 64, and I always thought it was odd that they couldn't figure out one way to fucking make it work for a console instead, but I don't think they were in the business of actually uh, making it, you know, functional. They just wanted the money. They wanted to be one of the first ten Nintendo 64 games, and they did it, and it was (laughs) great. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, man, you know, fuck, I love NBA hang time. (laughs) Ironically and unironically. Let's, uh... I don't know, man. Let's uh, let's keep it going, Johnny. All right. <laughs> Game four. John, I'm waiting for a sound effect. Yeah, sorry, man. I I got a lot of fucking boards going here. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to my life.
is Hell yeah. super familiar sounding, and I just cannot place it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, right? Funny thing about that. Um, so this is our uh, fan request for the evening. This uh, comes to us. Fuck, I forgot to write down <laughs> what, his tw- what his Twitter handle is. I know him from Reddit, not Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh, you fuck. Here's where there's going to be some fun things to chop out. Uh, yeah, this one comes from... Uh, at Dire Haunch Crow on Twitter. Uh, he's also on the Game Music uh, Reddit. You should check that out if you like game music because he does a pretty good video game music quiz himself. And this unexpected sequel added some new moves, including a parachute that could slow your fall, as well as adding the ability to swing vertically in addition to the horizontal swinging featured in the first game. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Up. Extra trivia? Yes. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> um, amongst the other changes made between this game and its uh, predecessor, uh, all four characters got a design overhaul, uh, except in Japan, where the characters remain the same as the previous game. Didn't help, did it? No. <laughs> Let's see some answers. (laughs) He's still feeling kind of good-ish. Fuck it. Sweet, sweet. Wait. Uh, John Regan says Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform. That's incorrect. David Weiland says Mario Party 2. That's also uh, incorrect despite being used on the show. David, zoom in. I I need to read yours. What does that say? Mystical Ninja 64. Oh, man. That's unfortunately incorrect as well. That means I have to play our We All Got It Wrong song or sound. I am Turok! Um, this <laughs> this fan request is Chameleon Twist Two. Yeah. Oh, what? I don't even yeah. know what that is. Oh, bro, sure. <laughs> did you play? Did you play the original Chameleon Twist? No. 
<laughs> I always saw the box for the first one in Blockbuster, but I think I was probably walking past it to go get Harvest Moon again, probably. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> I definitely played the original Chameleon Twist, because it, uh, it was pretty early on, I feel like, in the... Uh, NES life cycle. I will verify that by uh, googling that. Yeah, the original Chameleon Twist came out on uh, in 1997 on in November. So not super early on, but I wanted to play the original one because the box is super cute. It's got a chameleon and he's eating what appears to be an Oreo with eyes. You know, it's uh, it's a really weird Japanese ass game. <laughs> and uh, I played it and was confused as shit by it because I remember it was unwieldy to control. You know, the joystick controls the chameleon's tongue. Um. And that's all I remember. <laughs> I remember it being very frustrating. You can grab things with the tongue. You could grab poles and swing. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of all I remember from the original Chameleon Twist. Flash forward two years, and for some reason, there's Chameleon Twist 2. <laughs> um, which uh, I think caught everybody by surprise. Because yeah, uh, I don't think the original Chameleon Twist was a big hit in the States. So, you know, naturally they would update it and... You know, change the change the characters to look more like chameleons and bring it uh bring it stateside again. I, I don't know, man. I, I like uh, when you say it caught everybody by surprise. I like to think of it as literally everybody. Like even the developers of Chameleon Twist Two, like what this came yeah. out? Yeah, <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, you found that? that I buried that in my we, computer. I didn't think you'd actually want the Chameleon <laughs> Twist Two. Like no, I like to we, think that they sat there and they were developing like some fantasy RPG, and then one day it's like, and here's the release, Chameleon Twist Two. Wait, what? Yeah, that's not what we were working on. <laughs> we made that, hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's like god, the Ouija board moved on its own or something like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> how drunk did we have? It's a Ouija board that produces code. <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't doing it. <laughs> really fast Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I was putting all my resources into the Glover project, and for some reason Chameleon Twist 2 came out. I don't get it, man. <laughs> like, so, um, looking at the box art, though, uh, I was thinking of, of the game Gex 64. I did not know there was more than one uh, reptile-based N64 game. Yeah, uh, there's surprise. two Chameleon Twists. There's so. three of them total, I think, Well, the now, question maybe. is, did Croc come out on N64? Because... Hmm. We could have made the Steve just reptile games on the Nintendo 64. 64-bit reptile games. <laughs> yeah, do, perfect. Do they, have, do they have a Mortal Kombat 64 with reptiles as a secret character? You're, it's, he's not um, a secret character. He's a motherfucking reptile. Okay. He's featured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Mortal, Yoshi Mortal, Yoshi Mortal Kombat trilogy. Yep. Done. Yeah. Well, there we go. So okay, many reptiles. So many reptiles, guys. But yeah, no, I mean, you know, I never played Chameleon Twist 2. I think I rented Chameleon Twist like once. I was watching some videos to uh, see, see if anything rang a bell about Chameleon Twist 2. It does not. But the game looks fun. It's a fucking colorful as hell platformer, and it looks like they made it a little easier to control than the previous one. Like, it probably didn't help that I was watching a speed run of it to really get the gist of the game. But, like, the guy that was playing it seemed to know the tricks. Like, you could jump and do a little drift with the parachute and then stretch your tongue out. And I, I think in the first one, if you hit a wall with your tongue, it would just, like, snap back in your mouth. But it looks like on this one, if you hit a wall with your tongue, it'll pull you to the wall. So you can do like some fun platforming stuff that way. And uh, it had some cool-looking boss fights. I watched a couple of those. They mainly consist of, you know, let's see. What would you think would be the primary difference between the tongue mechanics of Chameleon Twist and, say, Yoshi? Like, how many things can Yoshi eat at once? One. One? 
exactly. So, what's the logical progression if you're gonna make a tongue-based platforming game? You can eat... Two. <laughs> I was just gonna say, more than one. You know, so all the boss fights seem to be the bosses spit out multiple things and you can, like, hit them all with your tongue and then spit them all back, like, machine gun style at the boss. And, uh, cool, yeah, actually. the game actually looks pretty fun. But, uh, I don't think anybody's ever played this game. Even our requester is in the chat right now admitting that he never played this game. <laughs> so, I don't feel so bad. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, the soundtrack's dope. And, uh, you know, the game looks crazy, but yeah, I mean, by the time, by the time this came out in 1999, like, we were all, like, neck deep in, you know, really good Nintendo 64 games. Did anybody ask for Chameleon Twist 2? Yeah. I don't think I didn't so. ask for Chameleon Twist 1. <laughs> well, no, man, that's, that's, all, that's the excitement of a new system. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know, so when they come out with shit like, you know, Chameleon Twist and fucking, you know... I don't know, shit, I'm looking at the list of games like, that came out right the, around that time. Like, Once you play yeah. the first 3D Mario game, like, wait a minute, we could get a new chameleon twist on this thing. <laughs> All oh, right. <laughs> Somebody could yeah. have approached me and be like, hey, John, we got a new chameleon twist game coming. We have this game coming out. It's brand new. It's called Chameleon Twist. And based on the name alone, I probably said, no, thank you. Like... <laughs> Like, Chameleon Twist sounds like the name of a Mega Man X boss. It doesn't sound like the name of a game. Like, <laughs> Damn, it actually like kind of does, yeah, doesn't a, it? A like, reptile-based beverage, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I See, love I, the idea of, like, just picturing you as, like, a middle schooler and some, like, executive coming up. It's like, hey, John, we've got this brand new game on this new Nintendo 64 console called Chameleon Twist. And you just so politely, no, thank you. Yeah, and just no. keep walking. Yeah, just keep playing my Sega Genesis. This is also he's in my house. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this was one. You know, the first Chameleon Twist. I always lumped in with Mischief Makers in that mysterious category of like, is this a good Nintendo 64 platform game? Because uh, I never get the chance to play it because it's always checked out. And then like, I got the chance to play the first Chameleon Twist and was confused as shit by it. And uh, never got a chance to play Mischief Makers, and that was that. That's my story on uh, Chameleon Twist, Chameleon Twist 2, and uh, Mysterious Nintendo 64 Platformers. Uh, thanks to uh, Dire Crow for the request, because uh, the music is fucking dope. But, uh, Johnny, I think we got to keep going, man. All right. Game 
I'm sorry, just the look on John Harrington's face. He is so confused right now. I just keep waiting for the song to take a turn and it just never happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, good at I... song one, and I have no idea what song two is now. <laughs> okay. Um, so who'd like a little trivia? Yes, uh, yes all please. of us. All right. So uh, this game was released for the Nintendo 64 in 1998, as well as the PlayStation 1. Most people consider the PlayStation 1 version superior, but the N64 version does have its own exclusive level based on what was, at the time, the highest grossing film of all time.
Okay. Fucking A, man. Yeah, this is hard. God, that that song is. Uh, that was my favorite part in the game. Anyhow, I have no idea. So, who's got some guesses? Oh man, <laughs> waffle. All right, so um, David Wyland says Resident Evil Two. Incorrect. John Harrington says Bio Freaks. Incorrect. Wait John Regan says James Cameron Sixty Four. Incorrect. Oh, Damn on. it! What the fuck am I thinking? Is it Gex? This is Gex 64 and God the Gecko. Damn it! Ah. I just remember there's a Titanic level in that! Fuck! <laughs> I th- well, the fun- the fun- God! We're talking about I that fucking that, game. Like, <laughs> nobody remembered this game. First thing in the chat, people start bringing up Gex. You start talking about Twisted Chameleon. It's like, oh yeah, just like Gex. Like, wait, what? Seriously? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> shit! No, we played the shit out of this, man. Don't- Fuck. I never played this game. I always walked past it. <laughs> nah, so I man. It. Story mm. time with David. Um, yeah. When I was a kid, uh, I I was a... We did not have a lot of money when I was a kid. I never had a Super Nintendo, as has been mentioned many times. Yeah. I went straight from the NES to the N64. And when I got the N64, it wasn't at launch. It was like... 98 it was a couple years later because um we got the bundle that had the gray controller and the electric purple controller which was super cool (laughs) and when i first got my n64 i got two games with it goldeneye 007 and gex 64 (laughs) (laughs) i never had mario 64 growing up until much later but i played the hell out of gex 64 you know yeah it wasn't bad it wasn't great, but it wasn't no, bad. No, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I remember Dude, it was having like, a hell of an advertising campaign. I remember seeing tons of magazine ads when that game came out. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah, they man. Were, they, this was, they got a fame comedian to voice the character. They had a oh. character who had a voice. Like, <laughs> Yeah. God, I remember. Oh, fuck. Didn't we do X? Didn't we try to do a school project where, like, we had to compare, like, graphics, at, like, in middle school? Didn't we bust, like, try to bring a PlayStation and a fucking Nintendo 64 and a copy of Gex to school just as an excuse to play games in class? Like, I remember us doing that. Uh, we It was, like, some project where we had to, like, compare and contrast and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, we brought in an N64 and we played Smash Brothers for about 20 minutes until our teachers realized what was going on and had to stop immediately. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember I, I remember distinctly that we, for some reason, chose Gex as the game to fucking compare between the Nintendo 64 and PS1, and I had to rent a fucking copy of Gex on PS1, borrow somebody's PS1, bring it in, hook it up to a CRT TV in the fucking computer lab, and then it wouldn't play. The rental copy was scratched. And so she was like, well, well, it seems like that means the Nintendo 64 version is the better one because you can't damage it. I'm like, you're right, you know, Miss Doolin. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have a point well made. Fair point, We're going to go back to playing Smash Brothers. Miss <laughs> 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 yeah, Doolin. Yeah, I, I played the hell out of this game. Um, yeah, and John, man. to answer your question, it was Dana Gould who voiced Gex. Ah. And uh, I, I still have, I still remember my favorite line because he had like 30 can lines that he repeat through. And um, anytime that you fell into lava or a fire pit and you would do the like, the typical like jump up and like burning, you get damage and all that. He would shout, I'm flaming in a manly way. 
Oh dumb. yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was a couple of lines I remember. <laughs> you know, seems like he would fuck up and he would say slip of the tongue. And then there was the one that I was always confused by, which he was apparently impersonating Austin Powers. And for some reason, I misheard it. I always heard it was, You got a job, baby! Yeah! But he was saying, Judo chop, baby! Yeah! And it confused uh. the shit out of me when I was a kid. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you got a job, baby. What? You know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all know what that, what, what that, that seems mean? like a non sequitur. Like, I didn't just get a job. <laughs> I remember um, in the sci-fi level, he would always shout, "Is anybody looking for Fox Mulder's sister?" <laughs> Damn, dude, that game because had references. Gex had the, the jokes, X-Files man. The X Files was the thing in the nineties. Oh, yeah, I like Gex a lot more than the X Files. <laughs> Did they, was the level just called the Gex Files? Because no, it was. Well, the weird thing it was like generic sci-fi. Because the whole point is he's trying to save television. So you go into worlds based off of stereotypical TV movies. So, like, there's the cartoon world, there's the sci-fi space world, there's a, like, Flintstones caveman prehistoric world, there's a horror world, all that kind of stuff. And I think it was just, like, a generic sci-fi space world. Because I remember he would wear different costumes. Like, in the cartoon world, he'd dress up like a rabbit. In the caveman world, he'd wear a tunic. And in the sci-fi world, he would be a stormtrooper and occasionally pull out a lightsaber. Like, as an idol animation. That's awesome, man. And I remember for the marketing, he was dressed as, like, James Bond, but he had a remote control. And didn't he have to, like, jump in and out of TVs and shit? Yeah, it was like the the Mario 64 hub world jump into everything, but there were giant TVs. Yeah, Mario 64 really got that fucking... They they really made that the standard thing, didn't they? Like, you know, here's a big hub world, go around and jump into something like a picture or... A puzzle that becomes a picture or a giant TV. <laughs> like, you know, and while you're in these levels, collect some things that unlock the next uh, thing. Maybe some puzzle pieces or some stars or I don't remember what Gex collected. He collect flies or something? Or Well, he collected, you know. it started with remote controls and then after you got, I think, 50 it would change to something else. And after you got 50, it would change to something else. And it was always based on the world. So like in the cartoon world, you would collect like TNT sticks, and then they yeah. turn into carrots. And then right. in the horror oh, world, it was like vials of blood, um, and that sort of thing. And then you also had uh, Nielsen boxes too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all coming back to me, man. <laughs> Fucking a. Um, <laughs> then you would unlock like special levels where you'd fight the bosses. And there was one boss that was like a witch doctor based off Gilligan's Island. And that that third song was from my favorite boss fight. Which was Gex versus Mechzilla, or Rexzilla, and it was like a giant, basically Godzilla fight where you would fight like a robot version of the main villain, and you would be in a giant city and you could stomp all the buildings, and it would play that very ominous Godzilla music. Hell yeah! And when man. you won, he <laughs> would like put his foot on the defeated robot and give the Godzilla roar, and it was my favorite thing in the game. Dude, I really. You- you really did play the shit out of Gex. I don't yeah. remember any of that. Like it oh, literally I took so me. Much of this game. It took me until like literally like we all got it wrong and be like, wait a minute, Titanic level. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like it literally just hit me. I don't remember shit about that game besides misunderstanding what Gex says. Re- you know, knowing that you could like crawl on some walls and you jumped in and out of giant TVs. Like it's all coming you know slowly back to me. But oh man, Gex was. So- I feel. 
something. I feel like there's a missed opportunity there because the plot of the game is that you're saving television. So they really should have had a level where you go on the set of Happy Days and convince them not to have Fonz jump over the shark. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now that would have been pretty great. <laughs> Uh, was so, jumping the shark a fucking like a phrase back in 1998? <laughs> like, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it started like when Happy Jays actually jumped the shark, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was a mistake." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, were people so up their own yeah, ass with reference back in those days? I, <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know if the phrase had been coined by then. I think it had been. But yeah, then like you know, on another level, you have to prevent the Big Bang Theory from getting made. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh man, this, this game. It had potential, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't even that, want to start thinking about all the TV possibilities, you know, because that might give us a new theme for next week or something. Anyway. Um, I remember a. distinctly, because uh, there's a section in the hub world where there's an arch, and you can climb up the arch because Gex can stick to certain surfaces because he's a gecko. Yep. And it was just like, oh, look, I can climb in this arch. But if you go at the very top, there's a little pattern that takes you to the top which takes you to like an elevator to the secret Titanic level, which starts off as like just a regular underwater level, but then you go into, there was like a warp portal or something, and then you were on the actual Titanic with like raising waters and everything, and you went up the staircase from the movie, and there was a yep. secret where there was a, a water spout that took you to the ceiling that had like 20 collectibles like on the chandelier. Dude, nice. You you just uh, man. Like that was exactly what I was remembering. I'm like, you could crawl up a wall. I remember an arch. I don't remember what was at the top of the arch. Oh, it was the Titanic. Yeah. God damn, man. This fucking game. I'm so mad at myself for not getting that right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things where it's like taken on its own merits. It's just kind of like a perfectly average game, like yeah. not really great, but not really bad. But it's one right. of those games that if you played it as a kid, damn, this game was amazing. <laughs> Fucking right. You know, and we did play it as a kid. And, you know, I, I never thought it was amazing because I didn't own it. You know, I rented it, so I didn't really get deep into it. I feel like, you know, back in the day, games like this weren't meant to be rented. They were meant to be played. It was a slow burn. You had to really learn your way around the game and get good at it. And I could never do that in five days. That's why I kept renting NBA <laughs> hang time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This, uh, yeah, man. Oh, fuck. Yep. Lost classic. Lost, you know, C minus classic. Gex 64. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do also, uh, very briefly, as like a final thought, want to give a shout out to the chat. Um, somebody, Dire Crow, is bringing up favorite levels were the kung fu levels. Because there were levels based on like old kung fu movies where he would wear like the Bruce Lee outfit and yes. you had to fight like ninjas every time. And I remember the collectibles being Chinese takeout boxes. <laughs> yeah, so cool, dude. Because of course they were. <laughs> sure, oh, man. Just smash it all together. <laughs> like, I think we're going to get Chinese man. for lunch tomorrow and I want Chinese food. Hey, Do I'm going to go get some geckos or something. I don't know. Some, <laughs> crickets. Crickets, Some right? gummy lizards. Um, yeah, man. Gex, uh, you know, fuck. That's a... That's a memory lane flashback that I wasn't even ready to have. I, f I forgot how much I kind of remember that game. Uh, <laughs> All the fun memories I 
vaguely recall having. Exactly. Like, I, no, I played it. No, I, I didn't. I remember seeing the box art yeah. as I walked past it in Blockbuster a lot. I'm like, hey, it's a Gecko and Tuxedo. That's pretty funny. Anyways, I want to see Anyway, oh, Harvest Moon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Harvest Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, farming. Uh, what is this? Smash Bros. still out? Ah, fuck. Okay, what else? <laughs> yep. Well, cool, man. Great pick. You know, glad uh, glad that you played it more than all of us. You know, I'm glad that we, glad that we played it at all. But, uh... Man, yeah, they should, uh, you know, now that ukulele's a failure, they need to just go ahead and revive Gex, or some offshoot Kickstarter version of Gex, you know, Tex, or, uh, <laughs> you know, Lex, uh, we'll workshop that a little bit, it'll be good. There we uh, go, Gecko, <laughs> done. But, anywho, Johnny, let's, uh, let's turn it over to the calculating computer for, uh, for tonight's decision. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? <laughs> this game's winner is. David Fleming. It had to be David. Not only because of the points, I know we don't like to do back-to-back wins, but motherfucker, that rap intro, that <laughs> yeah. earns you another win, son. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I didn't even look at the points, I just thought of the rap. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you might just win every game from now on, so be ready to pick themes anytime we want them. Um... <laughs> Fucking it, great game. See, so, uh, it's bad because I won last time, so I was not expecting to win. So, uh, themes, yes, I have yeah. one. Yeah, David's got themes. Who's, who says he doesn't? Uh, <laughs> um, what's, it, what's it feel like to be me this week, David? Leash, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David's got a taste of Johnny's world now. So, uh, David, I'm putting you on the spot. What are you thinking about for next week's theme? <laughs> um. Well, since we did N64 this time, I think we should plow ahead, and next time we do the GameCube. Hey, now. He's, uh, he's loaded with good themes. Good console-based themes, man. Dave, you're mm. not like me at all. You could actually come up with a theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm sorry. What I meant, what I'm sorry. What I meant to say was, well, you know, we did N64 this time, so I think we should uh, just plow right ahead and do a free play. No, <laughs> I don't have a new free play jingle. Your rap shames me. Uh, uh, let's stick no, I, I'm gonna say GameCube. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Woo! Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's have some GameCube games next week. That'll be good. You know, probably not as many, uh, many people out there with fond memories of the GameCube, but, uh, you know, a show like this, you can always find, one. uh, say, what, what's that, I Mumbles? Never, uh, I never owned one. What? <laughs> yeah. Neither did I. <laughs> what? Yeah, I never had a GameCube. I am going to wing the shit out of this one. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> you're fucking right, man. You know, wow. I hope you're ready for um, some melee. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, well, we know what John's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't take long. Well, fuck yeah, man. It'll be a good theme no matter what these guys have to, have to fucking research and pick. So, yeah. Um, this has been Game That Tune. I've been your host, John Harrington. Uh, thanks to everybody that's followed along with us, watched along with us live at uh, twitch.tv slash game that tune, live on YouTube gaming, search for game that tune, facebook.com slash game that tune. Uh, we had a blast tonight. Great chat, great requests. 
you know, great interaction. And, uh, yeah, you know, we always love to have that. I think we racked up our 50th follower on Twitter tonight, or on Twitch tonight, did we not? We did. That's, I mean, not really a milestone for any successful Twitch channel, but hey, man, you know, I'll take it. I love yeah. milestones. <laughs> like, yeah. We got 50 followers, guys. You know, that's... Hey, that's yeah. a brand new milestone. Let's play the GTT rap to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the milestone jingle. It's three minutes of GTT rap. Uh, <laughs> What's that? One more time? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, you can find us on uh, find us on all the things for uh, podcasts. Find us on Twitter at GTTPod. You can follow me on Twitter at JGangsta187. Follow John Regan on Twitter at... JP Regan JR. Yep, you can follow David Wyland on Twitter at Nameless888. And you can follow this week's winner and still the king of the show, David Fleming, on Twitter at EFD Fleming. Hell yeah, man. And Johnny, were we going to broadcast our special thing live or are we going to. Yeah, just. That's what I thought. I mean, we. we uh, I think we have to because I think we already said we will. <laughs> All right, go. Oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, if you're watching us live, stay tuned for our first ever. Game That Tune Fantasy Draft Special because we're drafting our top 20 Nintendo 64 games, continuing this Nintendo 64 extravaganza. So, David, take us out with some bonus tunes. What do you got, Haas? Uh, I am. I chose one of my favorite songs from the N64, filled with many, many great Woo! memories. The Metal Mario Battle from Super Smash Brothers. Yes. Nice. <laughs>
Super Mario 64 is copyright 1996, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Harvest Moon 64 is copyright 1999, Natsume. NBA Hang Time is copyright 1996, Midway Amusement Games, LLC. Chameleon Twist 2 is copyright 1999, Sunsoft. Gex Enter the Gecko is copyright 1998, Midway Games, Incorporated.